Have you ever had a moment that shattered your best laid plans? Yep, shit happens. You're lost and not sure how to pick up the pieces. Discover a higher level of results when you join the Fab Five as we take you on a weekly adventure shifting you beyond your best plan. We reveal how to elevate your mind, body, and spirit and create a harmonious life. The Fab Five is passionate about making the world a better place. Through sharing our gifts, talents, and stories, you'll obtain the resources, strategies, and tools you need on your journey of healing and growth. Step into your authentic self, moving beyond your best plan. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Beyond Your Best Plan podcast. We love you. Thank you for joining us. Today, I have my fabulous five sisters, Sarah and Whitney, and we are kicking it off, the three of us today, talking about let go to grow, which is like, just take that in for a second, let go to grow. And I know that it rhymes. We're not rapping here. <laughs> we are truly talking about something that's deep, that can be very uncomfortable because oftentimes we don't want to let go. We don't know how to let go. We don't even know, like, what does this mean? I remember for years and years, I would hear about surrender and I'm like, what in the F is surrender? How do I surrender? And The truth is, you know, oftentimes we will get caught up with the how, right? And we don't always know, right? We don't know, like I said, we don't know what what it means. But when we're intentional about it, it just starts with sort of a thought or philosophy and and just like, okay, maybe, maybe there is something that's letting go. Then it just sort of becomes a a a a sort of a living or a guiding principle as it's become with mine. And I'm certainly not perfect, but that's what we're talking about today. We're talking about letting go to grow. And so what is the first thing, Sarah, that comes to your mind when you hear let go to grow? Okay, so I'm going to geek out on you here. And for me, I even think about like cleaning out my closet and bagging up lots of good stuff to donate. So, and when I'm doing that process, I'm thinking to myself, I'm opening doors for new things to come into my life. So yeah, I know me, systems, processes, organization, surprise, shocker, that's what I said, but it does come to mind for me. Mm -hmm. That's powerful. And Whitney is actually laughing. (laughs) I, I, I'm so happy that you brought that up too, because I was like thinking about like the internal stuff, like that we hold on to, like emotionally, like in our bodies, like spiritually, mentally, like all the things, but I'm so happy that you brought up like the actual, like physical stuff in our environments, right? Like letting go, like you said, I've got a huge bag of jewelry that I'm donating this morning that you're letting go of and you're making room for new jewelry. Yes. The new jewelry part is the magic and the stay focused there, folks. No, just kidding. <laughs> that is motivation. <laughs> but you know, 
honey, Jeff, look at all this room in my jewelry box now. <laughs> exactly, exactly what's happening. Also, though, there's sometimes an emotional component to it. You know, oh, yeah. why are you holding on to that particular pair of jeans when you have eight other pair? What is it that's keeping you stuck there? And so I know that it is a physical mm -hmm. thing, but I'm also working through emotions as I'm moving through that process and recognizing hey, what's coming up for me and how do I move past that and let go? We are speaking about clothes. And so it makes me think about the time that I cried my eyes out because Jeff wouldn't let me take 12 pairs of shoes with me to a 11-day Cancun trip. And I realized as I saw- Literally, the there were literal tears. Literal tears as I sat on the <laughs> floor it. and realized I had a massive packing issue if I couldn't really let go, like even get it down to five pairs of shoes. Like, come on, let's be real. I did have to have some work around packing and I have solved that problem. But what, you know, I had to ask myself, what was coming up for me and how can I move past this? And, and really, literally, it was probably something from maybe being six or seven years old and packing back and forth between my parents. At some point, I don't remember the moment, I left something and that probably at one of the houses, right, going back and forth. And that probably had a pretty deep impact of I'll never not have what I need. So I'll just pack everything. <laughs> when I say everything, the kitchen sink was almost in there. <laughs> and I have since let go of that need to pack everything. And I still do pack a lot, but I am way, way better than I am. And I'm way more organized. And, and I feel better inside that I was able to deal with that emotion and understand I wasn't a little girl anymore. And that I could buy stuff. Like it really just never even crossed my mind that if I forgot socks, that we would go buy them. So it was just letting go to grow. Now I have this growth pattern, you know, established by letting go of the emotions, but not by ignoring them. That was keeping me stuck. And mm -hmm. so it was facing them and, and saying to myself, what's coming up here and how are we going to work through it? Because you can't keep crying over not taking 11 pairs of shoes to Cancun. <laughs> actually Cabo wasn't Cancun Cabo well, it, it just truly like acknowledging also like we're laughing and having fun like we do there's real emotion there for you I mean you cr like had true tears true emotion like around you know what having these shoes meant to you you know and it is deep-rooted as you said and I remember you sharing that with me uh, a few weeks ago and I've traveled with you by the way lots of times and I think you're an amazing packer I want to steal all your clothes that you bring but anyway but yes it's truly it was an emotion you cried about it right and this stuff is powerful right uh, do you remember like that when you cried like the reasoning or the why like I understand you know is deep-rooted from going between homes as a child with separated divorced parents, right? It was there like an emotion around like, what was it? What caused the tears? Do you remember? Um, that 
the trip wasn't going to be as great if I didn't have these outfits and mm. I needed to have everything to make the trip great. Right. Like, so, mm. you know, all the things and stuff was tied to the other side of making sure it was a great trip and that I had all of my things and didn't feel lost without them. Yeah. And then that's when I was really kind of able to put it together. And I used to carry this, I somehow found the biggest zip up travel bag that you could find. It was like probably four feet in length. Like I could have crawled inside of it and zipped myself up. That's how big it was. And that's what I used to carry around when I would go between my dad's house and my mom's house. That same concept of never not having stuff. Right. So, yeah. That's powerful. And did you feel a shift when you did narrow it down? And then like from then on, the I really changed for you? I, no joke. I employed help. I had um, my girlfriend's daughter who was fabulous at packing and they both are really good at packing, but her daughter is in, in the fashion industry. And I had her come over twice, two different trips and model what I needed to do and give, you know, get the little lessons and things that would help me in that process. So it was a process of working through it and learning, like relearning and having a whole different voice outside of mine. And then a real acknowledgement, I am not a little girl anymore. I am in control mm. and I can solve issues as they come up. Yes. Oh, that's powerful. I can go buy socks if I don't have enough or a pair yes. of shoes. <laughs> or your toothpaste if I've forgotten mine. It's I've been chomping at the bit to get Whitney in on this combo because she's over here giggling and laughing and shaking her head. What you know, it's with just, you over there, my girl? It's a resonation. You know, what she's talking about, what Sarah, you're talking about, just resonates, right? And it's um, it, having been there and constant it's like every time we go camping road trips are particularly difficult in this house the things where we're flying I'm a little better at packing so like going to Cabo you know or Hawaii I still probably overpack because it's the same thing I want to make sure that we have everything and why spend money on something when you already have it right so there's that but Coming to that place where I could let go and go, you know what, if you really need it, if you forgot something, you can, you can buy it. You're in a position where you can buy it. It's really freeing. But when it comes to road trips, it's, it's, I don't know, somehow different because I keep thinking, well, the car, we can put anything we want in the car, right? My husband is like, I can't believe that you've got, it's like, you'll be happy if we get somewhere and we have that but it's a process right the the whole piece of letting go and I am in a place now where I am just looking at every experience as a learning experience right so there is opportunity to grow in absolutely everything that's happening the good the bad the ugly and it is in that sort of that moment of surrender that the peace comes and it's okay. So I shared with you guys by text 
over the weekend. So a couple of weeks ago, I'll share this story with the audience. A couple of weeks ago, I broke my glasses and I haven't had a chance to, they're not fixable, but I haven't had a chance to go in and get pink glasses. Uh, partially, here's here's a letting go something. <laughs> here's the letting go story that I, I need to share. When I get attached to a service provider, I'm like really loyal, right? When I find someone, I had a dentist um, that I started with when I was 18. And even though I had moved like 75 miles away, I was still going to my dentist for years because he's a great dentist. So I'm, why get another one? And I built my trips to see the dentist around other things. My family was still in the area. So I made an event out of going to the dentist. Eventually, he cut back his days and it just didn't make sense to keep going. So I gave in and got a new dentist. The dentist that I started seeing initially, brother was an eye doctor. So I started seeing the eye doctor. So the whole story about the eyes, my glasses, is that my eye doctor retired. And I haven't found a new eye doctor yet. So getting a new pair of glasses isn't as simple as just getting a new pair. I need an eye exam, which means a new eye doctor. So I am in the process. Just so rude of him, Whitney, to retire on you like that. I know, right? Right. I was like devastated. And so I'm actually in the process of letting go. I'm in that actual process of letting go about the eye doctor so that I can get new glasses. So I started wearing my bifocals, which I only usually wear to so that I can see the computer. Well, somehow last week I lost my bifocals. So now I have no glasses and I cannot see. But there was a moment of like real clarity around this. And I let go. First of all, I had to let go of the <laughs> fact that the glasses are gone. And I checked everywhere I could to find them. So let go. And then I was like, you know what? I have had, since I started wearing glasses in high school, my eyes have gotten worse every single time I go see the eye doctor. And my prescription changes and it's always getting stronger. And I said, you know what? Here's an opportunity for me to turn my eyes around. And because we spend so much time in our group talking about the words we speak and how important they are, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to just turn this whole thing around. I'm going to see again. I'm going to see clearly and it's going to be good. So in the midst of all of this, and I'm not joking with this. This is not like, okay, she's she's a nutcase. No, no it's I'm like serious. super important to be able to see. It's like it is it, it's exactly to be able to see clearly. And yeah, it is it, it's 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 life-changing to be able to see for sure. <laughs> it is. And I because I can't drive without, but I can wear contact lenses to drive, read, but I can't wear read, I can't drive. I can't read. wear contact lenses to read though. They don't work for reading. So but the point is that that there is this this opportunity for not just growth, but to really stand firmly in what I 
believe, what I say I believe about the importance of words, about the importance of manifesting outcomes, making things happen, speaking things positive, highest, best good into my life, is that I had to just let go of the fact that you needed that particular tool and see if you can move this in a different direction. And so it was just a moment of like surrender to the whole process and tapping into the fact that what I say, that I'm going to walk my talk, I guess, is sort of the bottom line on that. Hmm. I love that. Walk your talk. I'm working on it. Every day is an opportunity. Every day is an opportunity. And I truly believe that as we have these experiences, that if we just take the time to reflect, they truly become opportunities for growth. But we, the part that we have to let go of is the expectation of a particular outcome, right? That it has to be a certain way. Otherwise, it's not successful. And that's absolutely not the truth. There, It opens, at least in my experience, it's opened me up to seeing that there are other opportunities, there are other successful outcomes in addition to the one that maybe I was looking for at the outset. Does that make any sense at all? Totally. It's a beyond your best plan moment. <laughs> you know, I love are. those. <laughs> they all, they all are. Right? That, that's where I am now. Yeah. And right now you're doing your beyond your best plan podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about a beyond your best plan moment. I love it. But walk the talk. I mean, that is powerful. And oftentimes letting go and growing takes confronting. It takes walking that talk. It takes confronting ourselves. Like Sarah, you said earlier, what is coming up for me around this and how do I move past this to grow? Like confronting ourselves when things do feel off, when things we aren't working for us, right? When things aren't serving us, whatever it looks like, whether it's a relationship in our life, it's a overflowing jewelry box or closet in my case, or a vision plan (laughs) in Whitney's case, right? Like there is a letting go of something to grow and create room for something anew. And confronting this in ourselves, I I think probably 90% of people out there really don't do a lot of that, right? So, so much of this just goes on, just it's like this unintentional, just kind of going through life process, right? And just sitting on whatever we're sitting on, whether we like it or not, and that is like completely opposite. We're not saying like, let go and do nothing. Actually, most of this is very proactive, right? It's confronting ourselves. It's asking ourselves the tough questions. It's saying when we want to blame and point fingers, how do we go deeper within ourselves for the learning? 
how do I move past this? Like, that's so powerful, Sarah. You know, how do I move past this? Uh, Sometimes it's confronting, oftentimes it's confronting other people to let go and grow. Because often when we have a confront with somebody, and by confront, I mean that in the most loving of ways, because confronting people and even ourselves is an act of love, because you care about the relationship, you care about yourself, whatever it may be, it's an act of love. But having those confronts often, especially with other people, does help you let go and grow. (laughs) Like the confront adds to the let go and grow, right? That reminds me of, we did that, the episode on confronting earlier, which is something I would direct our listener to, but you called it care front. And I I love that, that you call it that because it, the word, the connotation of the word and the way we typically use it, it has sort of this negative, this negative connotation to it. But ultimately, you're not confronting or generally, at least in the way we are approaching our lives, we're not confronting people that we don't care about or care to have relationship with, right? It's not about walking down the street and, you know, getting into some random argument with someone, but this is about either protecting our boundaries, you know, our values, or helping someone else to step up into their best and highest in a loving way. And so it absolutely is is that and but the point that you made about this is not a passive endeavor, right? Yeah. This growing is not a passive endeavor. The letting go is not a passive not thing. Not passive at all. It, exactly. it is takes a whole lot of yes. inner energy, yes. inner strength, inner guidance and wisdom. It takes being willing yes. to tap into who you are and what you're feeling. And some clarity about what it is you're trying to achieve ultimately, right? So it doesn't have to be in the moment that you know what you're looking for. But if you look at your life in in the big picture, what are you moving towards or what are you trying to move towards, right? And there are moments where you're going to be very much in the flow and you're just going to kind of ride away. And then there are going to be times when you're going to be very active and participatory. And it is, we've talked about this before as well. It's a dance, right? That you, you get into a rhythm of, of responding to what's needed. And I think that is a result of the growth process and the willingness to say, I don't know everything. I don't have all the answers. And I'm willing to ask some questions, get curious, and then listen for the answers. And it is an, it's an active listening, right? It is a, a willingness to stay in the moment, in the present, so that you can hear whether it's coming from your internal knowings, if it's coming from your um, higher power, a combination of the two, being willing to sort of flow back and forth so that you can 
hear and ultimately know what it is that you need so that the growth happens. That's beautiful. That is that right there is gorgeous. And one of my prayers every day is about surrender, right? Just help me surrender this to you, God. Help guide me to wherever we're going today. Just help me surrender it to you. I don't even know how to surrender it all, but I'm praying. That is my prayer, like something of that nature, (laughs) like daily. Because I think it's even human nature or maybe it's conditioning for us to want to hold on, right? And like, and some of it's like, hold on tighter when it doesn't feel right, right? There's like this, at least for me, like a lot, like, you know, and this is a work in progress and something that I feel like I've, I'm doing really great at this sort of letting go to grow. It may take me, you know, a couple days or weeks or whatever, but it's getting a lot better for me. But what feels good? What feels in your soul right? Does this relationship feel right? Does what they say feel right? Does it feel good? Does doing this certain thing every day feel right, feel good, right? Yes, no, no. Like these are the examining questions, right? Like, what is this serving me? And those truth questions, right? And like, if the answer's no, if it doesn't feel like your body, te- our bodies tell us when things feel right and they don't. So it's like, what feels good? What feels right? Like following that, right? Following that, you know, that sort of inspiration or those, that inner God or that inner higher self that is all knowing. It's, we have a part of our soul that's been around for a long time, I believe, that is all knowing. And it will tell you when things feel right or not. And it's not always easy to listen to. (laughs) It's not always easy to have those care fronts, right? With whoever, ourselves or, or other people. It's not always easy to like let go of something that, you know, like for me, letting go of, Like my life, a lot of my life since I was a child has felt upstream. It has felt like a little bit of a battle, like swimming upstream, like against the current challenges, right? And so I can say that where I am in my life today, I have learned to let go of a lot of the things that was making me feel upstream. And there's still things there. I'm not perfect. This is an ever going journey always on this journey, but it's like, is this worth my time and my energy or not? Is it worth my time and my energy or not? Is it worth my time and my energy or not? Like always kind of that is happening in my mind always with everything I'm doing. Is this worth my time and my energy? Does this feel good? I'll even do visualization exercises where I visualize certain scenarios of where I'm going And I will literally feel what feels right, what feels the best. So that's a true like exercise you can do when you're trying to like determine a place to go. You can truly visualize each outcome for about five minutes or so, you know, just in silence or a little meditative music in the background. And your soul will speak to you and tell you what feels the best. 
I would love to add to that, Catherine, because you are so true in that statement. And what I would add is also remember your brain is a primal survivor. And so oftentimes what we hear as the it's okay to do is working against us because our brain is trying to stay in its old patterns. I was having a deep conversation with someone about moving past the point of doing something for three weeks and then quitting it and letting the best bullshit artist inside give you every reason as to why you should quit. When doing that is actually the unhealthy answer. And so digging in with that person and asking the deep questions of, well, what is it that you're trying to stay safe from? You know, are you trying to stay safe from a no? Are you trying to stay safe because you don't like no? Are you trying to stay safe from the word discipline because you don't like discipline? You know, and in their case, their brain is kind of, they're really having to fight the battle against the primal brain. And so to your point, the work is required. Part, the action of the ability to let go and grow. In this case, it means letting go of the best bullshit artist there is. That story that's telling, being told over and over in their mind and in their body. Is, and that's, I think, once they let go of the bullshit artist and really step into truth, and really do the hard things is when the growth will occur. And it's hard. It's interesting you brought that up as an example. Um, Back in February, I started, added to my morning routine, this practice called morning pages. Hmm. And the morning pages, just like real simple, is three handwritten pages, stream of consciousness, And you do it every single day. It's like the first thing you do when you get up, right? And it is intended to be, help to be a, to remove creativity blocks. And so one of the things that gets in our way is all the stuff that's, you know, cluttering up our head, speaking of letting go of things. So the, the, the practice is to write it out, get out whatever it is, doesn't have to make any sense. You don't ever look at it again. So it's not really like a journal where you look at things and you may go back and review. You can, but that's not the point. And every day for months, I was like really committed and doing it. I saw a change in my creativity about my writing. And I had a moment, you talk about the, the, this bullshit artist, right? I had this moment where I gave myself permission to not do the morning pages so rigid, to not do it, to not be so disciplined. And say, it's okay if you do it at night. It's okay if you don't do three pages. It's okay. And while it is okay, getting out of the flow of that and what it was actually creating in my life and the benefit it was actually having for me in my life went in a whole other direct, you know, it it's like all the benefits just sort of disappeared because I gave myself the permission 
And it wasn't that I gave myself permission and it was one day. Then it was two days and then it was three. And then I looked up and it had been weeks or a couple of months since I had done it the way I did it when I first started, right? And then had to have another moment of clarity where it was like, yes, you can. But when you are looking at what you're trying to achieve in your life, you have to make decisions about what you're going to stick with and be really disciplined about and what you are. And to let go of the need, I guess, for you know, a supposed freedom and flexibility, and I'm holding air quotes up for that, right? As a people who are all about, you know, our freedom and I, I should be able to do what I want. I'm a grown woman, right? I should be able to do what I want. And yes, in the moment you can, but if you're looking at a bigger picture of what you want, then the structure and the discipline that gets you there it's not holding you back. It's not a negative thing. So I found myself having to switch again and letting go once again of this need to keep saying, I'm a grown ass woman and I should be able to do what I want and go, yeah, but what you want is bigger. What you want long-term is bigger than what you want in the moment, right? Which is I didn't want to have to get up and do the morning page, <laughs> get up and do the morning page. And I was like, no, you do have to get up and do the morning page. You have to get up in the morning. You have to get your movement on. These are the things that actually set you up for feeling the way I want to feel every day, right? To, to getting accomplished the things that I want to get accomplished. And so this, this effort of, Letting go and growing is not a one and done thing. It is, it's a process and it's something that we're going to continue to do and reinforce and make adjustments because it itself is a growing opportunity. Absolutely. I love that. And it was almost like you said rigidness earlier a little while ago. And it was like, when you release that, you let go, you opened up creativity, right? Because it was yeah, like, it, it wasn't it was rigid. Like this let it was go of this perfection. Exactly. It's, we exactly. Up on, oh, it's got to be this way, right? Or, and it's like really a journey of how it's going to be, right? Like, I think it's important to be in, intentional, uh, like know what you're creating, right? And then, you know, but often this perfection or perfectionism syndrome or uh, this, it's got to look this way can really stop us, be a little yeah. paralyzing at first. Yeah. Like I've noticed for me, it's like getting, it stops me in the early flow of getting going. Once I get going, there's a lot of flow that happens, but yes. Yeah, it, it, that perfectionism is a thing, right? And it's like, it didn't have to be, that way for perfectionism, I think, and that was, I think, the piece that was helpful for me in thinking about it. It wasn't doing it a particular way for the perfectionism part, which is where I think I got caught up, right? It has to be this way. It needs to be that way for the benefit that I want it, not for the thing itself, 
Mm-hmm. And for me, as a recovering perfectionist, separating those two, I think was really important. It, it's not to do it this way because this is the way you're supposed to do it and let's get perfect at doing it that way. You do it this way because it yields the outcome that you want. And therefore, the discipline of doing it, doing it a particular way, if it gets me what I want, which is to feel a certain way, to be productive the way I want, you know, accomplishing things, then there's nothing wrong with doing it that way. And so it was just sort of separating the two and getting some clarity on that and then letting go again of the perfectionist part and saying the process is about what I want long-term. Process gives you that certainty that you're going to create something, right? Yeah. I love that. Beautiful. Well, this has been like a show that went by like that. I'm snapping like in an instant because it was so juicy, so much great information. Thank you, my sisters. I love you. Thank you to our listeners. And I'll ask you, what are you holding on to that is not serving you? And like, you know, in your soul, it's not serving you. What are you holding on to? Are there relationships that are not serving you any longer? Is there perfectionism syndrome in there that's holding you back? Is there judgment of yourself and others that come up? All these things, you know, what it looks like, right? Being attached to what it looks like, is that holding you back? So there's lots of things. Is it an overflowing closet like I have right now (laughs) that is making me feel a little extra cluttered? Yes. So What is in your life that's no longer serving you, that's holding you back? And what can you let go of to grow? We love you. Thank you for listening to this show. Please tune into our social media. We're at Beyond Your Best Plan on Facebook and on Instagram. And we would love it if you could give us a rating and a review on all the major podcast platforms. We are immensely grateful. We love you. Have a beautiful week. The Fab Five thanks you for joining us today as we assist you in moving beyond your best plans. We just ask that this week you find one way to step into your authentic self. Listen, review, and don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. You can find us at beyondyourbestplan.com. See you on the other side of your best plan.